Hello, 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 my friends. Friends? Friends? We'll figure it out. It's another episode of the Bard Talks podcast. Man, it has been a, a good while. Um, probably almost a week now. And that's, you know, just scheduling conflicts. Uh, then life got pretty damn chaotic the last 48 hours. Uh, a lot of family issues going on uh, with my kiddos, which everyone's fine. Uh, we thought that my youngest uh, may had may, we thought that my youngest had COVID, but fortunately his test came back negative early this morning. Um, he just turns out looks like he had a little bit of a stomach bug for a few days, or for about a day, I guess, a day and a half. So very lucky, very blessed. Um, I know that I kind of vanished there for a little bit off social media. I'm um, just a lot of I've been working a whole lot right now at uh, my new store with uh, with GameStop, which I am loving, and not just uh, because I I feel contractually obligated to say that, but because it's genuine. I legitimately enjoy this job. You know, I know GameStop has a, a decent history of nefarious business practices, but. Uh, the company seems to be moving in a pretty damn good direction. And I say that as unbiased and impartial because I haven't been with the company that long. But just after having some conversations with coworkers and district level people, uh, I actually get a pretty good vibe, refreshingly honest vibe. And in retail, it's a rarity to get such a feeling of honesty, of uh, openness, candidness. Um, it's, it's been nice. Um, but yeah, it has been nuts. It has been crazy trying to, uh, to wrap our heads around everything. We're in the market for a little bit bigger of a home because our family is growing. My wife is about halfway through this pregnancy, having a little girl, for those who don't know. Um, I'm going to name her Lillian Annabelle. So I'm going to be a girl dad. And that's pretty damn cool. I'm pretty excited about that. Zero idea how to be a girl dad, but I had zero idea how to be a dad when I became a dad. So it's, it's an adventure. It's fun. I'm leveling up, I guess is a, is a good way to, to phrase it maybe, but that's okay. Things are going well. Things are a little bit better right now. I'm just, you know, I can't tell you, I almost fainted this morning out of just pure relief and just emotional exhaustion when my youngest son's COVID test came back negative. Because this shit right now is getting bananas scary. Like, if especially if you are a parent um, to a child who cannot be vaccinated yet, because the science is still out on that one, um, it is frightening. And unfortunately, we are in a position where daycare is a necessity. But hopefully soon, it will be uh, not so much so. You know, there's a few things in the works that maybe we can bring our son home and ride this thing out once and for all. And uh, my oldest son, he's going to school in person, but the cases, as they are in most areas of the South, are just going through the roof. So I am not much, I'm not really certain uh, how much longer he'll be doing that. You know, it's, I feel like the school systems, you know, in correlation with our uh, hospital system being so overwhelmed, I feel like they're gonna have to pull the plug on things soon and go back to virtual learning which I would welcome. 
I would applaud that decision with as much enthusiasm and joy as I can muster because, you know, and not to get on a rant about the pandemic because what's left to be said, you know, we're kind of divided down the middle here. Uh, thankfully, you know, the, the vaccine numbers are starting to go back up. So hopefully uh, more people are taking it seriously. Hopefully we're getting to that point, you know, and, uh, and I'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. If you have not been, but you are able to do so, please get vaccinated. Please trust the people who have dedicated their entire professional lives to the study of medicine and how all of this works. Trust them, okay? Yes, the advice seems like it changes all the time because this virus is so new. You know, they're still trying to figure this thing out. And of course, that's kind of frightening. But, you know, when you go buy a box of Cheez-Its and you just scarf that down, you have zero flipping idea what you're putting in your body. You can read the ingredients list all day long. But I guarantee you don't know what most of that is. But you're going to eat it. So why can't, or, or do you take Tylenol? You don't know what the flip is in Tylenol. No, you know what, screw that. You don't know what the fuck is in Tylenol, but you're going to take it because you trust it. So let's put some faith in these people that they are doing things correctly. And if I get superpowers in five years, double bonus. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with anything if I become Magneto in five years. Who would be upset at that? Not me. I would be well, well, well enough off with some superpowers. And if these booster shots are in, you know, if we, if I can get a booster shot soon, which I know we have to wait a little bit, but if I can get a booster shot soon, I'm going to ask for seven because I don't want to be Magneto. I want to be Professor X. You know, I, I want, I want the real power. I want the good stuff. So, you know, I'm going to go to the Walmart pharmacy and say, how many you got back there? Seven of them? Shoot me up, doc. <laughs> let's, let's shoot for the moon with some superpowers. But in all seriousness, Please, if you have not done so and you're able to do so, go get vaccinated. If not for yourself, for other people. You know, not to sound cliche, but kids right now are getting hit by this thing. They need our help to help protect them. So let's do our part. Let's just be decent human beings. Trust the science. Let's do our part. I'll get off that soapbox now. I know. if you, you Some of you are probably like, oh, God, why am I listening to this dude? He's just ranting about this shit. Like, I know. You've seen it everywhere. I'm sorry. It's on my mind right now, especially with this latest scare that we had. But thankfully, we're out of the woods as of today, and it feels a little nice, you know? I know we're not out of the whole thing yet, but just having a little victory like that can go a long way for someone's mental state. But yeah, it's been, uh, as far as other, you know, life other than that little hiccup there, um, things are good. Things are moving in a, in a good direction. You know, as I said, the work is going really well. I, I am enjoying the crap out of that. I love being able to go into my job in the morning and... Uh, I, you know, I get my store set up. I get everything ready for the day. I got a little bit of time left at the end of the day. I pop on a gaming podcast or a, something like that to listen to while I'm doing my stuff. It's very relaxing. It's very uh, cathartic. And I cannot stress enough how much in retail that it's so easy to get out of whack and, and tense and anxiety ridden that so far, this job has been one of the, the least stressful jobs I've had because the subject material and the merchandise material and the product material is something that I know a decent bit about. And it's so smooth for me to sell what I sell because who doesn't love games? I love going into my job and knowing that there's going to be new people that I haven't met before 
as far as a customer base as they walk in and I can help them out. They are asking for a certain game on the Xbox. They're asking how they can get a PS5. They're asking about JRPGs for the Switch. Like it's such a cool feeling to have these conversations because it just reiterates to me why I love what I love. I don't feel like it's work when I get to talk about games all day long. That's pretty dope. Like, you know, they always say, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. That's not always true. You're still working. <laughs> you might love what you do, but it's still a job. But let's dive into a few things. Let's, uh, you know, what, what's really, what stuck out to me the most uh, recently was those live action shots from the uh, Netflix live adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. And I'm approaching this thing with uh, cautious optimism. Live action stuff, you know, unless it's from a studio in Japan, um, live action stuff here in the States, uh, you know, like Death Note, what a calamity. Um, just, you know, subjective, of course, purely subjective. But I feel like a lot of you would agree with me that it was just not good. It was not well executed. It was not well done. Disaster. The Dragon Ball movie we had a while back, disaster. And they're touching something so uh, sacred for the anime culture. You know, Cowboy Bebop is not a good anime. It's not a great anime. It's an iconic anime. 26 episodes, a couple of movies, but it's so set as a bar of what is good and what is not. It is the litmus test in ways of what is good and what is not. And, it, and it's not for everybody. I understand that. I'm not saying everybody loves this show. There's always people who don't like stuff that we like, and I get that. But, uh, you know, I feel a large majority of this audience that, um, that, that listens to my podcast would agree that this show is iconic. And so to tackle this, uh, this source material, to tackle this anime with the live-action adaptation is a bold move. It's a hell of a risk. I have no issue with the, uh, the choices they've made for the casting. I think they're going in a great direction. I think it's cool that they made Jet played by a, an African-American actor, which uh, I've seen on social media. You're always going to see these people like, oh, God, Jet is not a black man in the anime. Like, dude... If that's the one thing you're going to nitpick, like, get over it, you know? That doesn't matter. Literally none of that matters. What matters is, are they faithful to the story? Are they true to the idea and the concept and the, and the symbolism and the imagery of Cowboy Bebop? Because that thing has transcended generations at this point. That show has, has drifted through moments in time and connected multiple... Uh, groups and demographics of anime fans, you know, under this one banner, because this show is so wonderfully done. You know, I think John Cho is going to be a great Spike Spiegel. You know, I think uh, they nailed that casting choice on the head. Um, and, and forgive me for my ignorance, because it's just slipping my mind right now. But the actress playing Faye Valentine, beautiful choice, not just aesthetically, but the essence of the character. It looks like that they got her right on, you know, that they're doing a great job. And and we saw the live action picture of Ayn, you know, little Corgi. And that's, that's so perfect, you know, down to the little red collar, like every, so far, everything they're doing looks great. And the inside uh, shots that we saw of, of the, of the ship of Bebop, um, looks great. Looks spot on, not too flashy, not big changes. 
It looks exactly how it did on the anime from what we've seen so far. So I have cautious optimism. Live action adaptations do not always pan out. Um, obviously, as, as the shows that I uh, mentioned previously. But from what we've seen, they're going in the right direction. And I'm going to obviously give it a chance. You know, it's always worth the chance. Even if we've been hurt time and time again, you know, it's worth a chance. And because if you get hurt and then shut yourself off, you're always going to miss something great that comes along later. You know, case in point being uh, Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. Terrible movie. Some people shut him off after that, you know, for, and some people blamed Ryan Reynolds for that, which was completely not his fault. But then he turns around and makes a gem of a film in Deadpool. So if you shut the doors on something because you had one bad experience, you are just shutting out a world of possible enjoyment and entertainment. So knowing how bad the live action adaptation of Death Note was, I'm still going to watch this live action of Cowboy Bebop. Because I think that the, just judging by what I've seen so far, they are moving in a positive direction. They seem to have learned some lessons from the past. And I cannot stress enough how excited I am while trying to just rein that in a little bit. Because I don't want to overextend. I don't want to get too hype about it. I don't want to put too many eggs in the proverbial basket. But I am definitely ready for this show to come out. I mean... A tattoo idea I have is a Cowboy Bebop tattoo. Like, I love Cowboy Bebop so much. Second favorite anime. So good. Uh, Trigun being the first. Trigun is, a, is an anime that is not as iconic as Cowboy Bebop, but it just resonates more with me. But it is definitely an anime that I can never see them doing a live-action version of because it just would not work. I don't think it would translate well to the screen. Whereas Cowboy Bebop has a little bit more humanity to it. Um, Trigun has a, a, just as a swell of emotional value to it, but the science fiction aspect of it, I don't think would work well with, uh, with a live action version. You know, I think that would be a bridge too far, so to say. I'm not saying they won't try it. I just think Cowboy Bebop is the better option. You know, there's just some shows or some anime series that should not be put into live action. Now, the one cause for concern that I have with the Cowboy Bebop live action is if it is an overwhelming and monumental success, the ratings and fuck the critic ratings, the the viewer ratings, the actual fans, if, if they're in unison saying this show was amazing, perfectly done, spot on, beautifully uh, shot, wonderfully written, all that, um, what would that open the door to? What you know that because the success breeds um, surplus, so to say. You know, when one thing is so successful, then the floodgates open, and you're going to see, uh, you know, you're going to be inundated with so much more of that. And I'm not too certain if that's the right thing to do because now you're going to see them start gobbling up different rights to different series to make live action stuff. And, I, you know, with, with that comes a little bit of an, a sense of urgency. And when a product is rushed, <clears throat> Cyberpunk 2077, um, then the end result is not always what it could be if people were just patient, do a little bit at a time, ease into the idea, ease into the genre, ease into the notion of making live action anime adaptations. So, yeah, very pumped about that. I cannot wait. 
uh, for that to that uh, for that to come out, and I cannot wait to just binge it. Um, I don't really know. I haven't seen if they're going to release it one episode at a time. I doubt it. I'm sure they're going to release the whole thing at once because it's Netflix. But man, so tempted. I hope it doesn't come out on a day I have to work because who is is that a call in worthy reason? I think it is, but in reality, maybe not. So yeah, that's uh, um. Again, I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at Bard Plays Games. Shoot me your thoughts. Give me your messages. We'll see. You know, I want to have that conversation with y'all. As I tell y'all every time I do an episode, I'm all about having the conversations. Man, other things coming up, man. We finally got a release date for Halo Infinite looking at December 8th. I think that's going to be great. I like the idea of it being free to play. But of course, with that becomes a very Fortnite, Apex, Rogue Company, Warzone type situation where they're going to be free to play. But you're going to just get microtransaction to death. Um, no co-op on release. No map making, editing on release. Um, they did debut an Xbox Halo Infinite version uh, that is available for pre-order, I believe, at certain locations. That looks actually really beautiful. But I am—I uh, haven't been as big of a fan of Halo as since Halo Three. Um, Halo Four and Five weren't the worst. But it just hadn't captured my attention because Halo to me is sitting around in a in a room with a bunch of friends with a few Xboxes connected by Cat Five cables and a hub, grinding out matches on Blood Gulch and Hang 'Em High, and you know three three shots to the head with the pistol, <laughs> you know plasma grenades all flying all over the place, rockets screaming across the screen, sniper shots coming out of nowhere. Um, those were good times, but. Uh, I've got a few friends who are Halo fans who are very pumped about this as well. So I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to play this. I, I want to, again, going into it with an open thought, open mind, cautious optimism. That's the name of this episode. It really should be cautious optimism. And uh, I think it'll be a good time. I think uh, every game is worth at least one play, right? Unless it's a Blizzard game. Because fuck them right now. Especially in light of recent events, man, with Blizzard. Holy crap. Give me just a second here. The fact that it's come to light that some of these higher-ups at Blizzard were shredding documents to back up the claims of the sexual harassment and discrimination that took place in that company? Get fucked. Like, I was very confident in my decision to cancel my pre-order for Diablo 2 Remaster, cancel my WoW account, can't uh, you know delete my Hearthstone account, got rid of all Blizzard-related nonsense off of my systems, my PC, my phone. But this little voice in the back of my head was like, well, what if they clean up their act and then, you know, maybe we're going to get back into this. Maybe things are going to be a little bit better off because of this. And and don't get me wrong. I hope things are much better off because of this. But just the fact that, you know, obviously people knew what was going on. Nothing was done about it. But then to hide the evidence of it, just like a little cherry on top of a shit Sunday that Blizzard created for themselves. Fuck out of here. I want no part of it. Give me Guild Wars 2 all day long. Give me Final Fantasy 14. Give me Elder Scrolls Online, for Christ's sake. Give me any of those MMOs. I'll jump in on that any day of the week before I touch WoW again. Because I'm just over it. You know, it's... I hope against hope that that whatever lawsuit comes of this, uh, the end result, it just brings that company to its knees. Because true change can only start with, uh, you know, an example being set. Not to get off on a little tangent there, as I tend to do. 
But again, I haven't talked to y'all in a while, so a lot of thoughts have been building up. You know, I ought to do just like a little bullet point presentation right now of everything that's been on my mind. But I will tell you that when I did get rid of my Hearthstone uh, account and all the stuff that was accompanying with that, it left a little bit of a gap, left a little bit of a void. I love card games. You know, I was playing Magic Arena for a little bit. Um, I have put a little bit of money into that. And now I've had to kind of scale back a bit. Got a little burned out on it, but I'm sure the day will come when I come roaring back in. Um, but then my, I'm looking around. I'm trying to find, you know, I've got Vanguard on my phone, a card fight Vanguard, the mobile app. Very fun. But then I seen a, uh, a tweet from a good buddy of mine on Twitter, uh, Gary Likes Games, at Gary Likes Games talking about how he's playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links again. And I was like, oh, Lord. You know, gaming is so interesting in the fact that you may not have thought about a game for a while. You may not have had an urge to play a game for a while. You may not have had any kind of desire to play a certain game for a while. But when you get a whiff, a hint, a whisper, a couple of words about one game in particular, and that desire comes rushing in that thought comes rushing in that urge to go holy shit i really want to play this game well that was that's me this morning with Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links just after seeing my buddy gary playing it i'm like oh man i'm in that just when i thought i was out they pulled me back in <laughs> and here i am again so i've got Yu-Gi-Oh! duel links going on my phone again i've got um the card fight vanguard app on my phone again you know doing the as much free play on those as I can. I don't want to sink a lot of money into it yet until, uh, you know, cause we do have that. We get that emotional rush when we want to play a game that we haven't thought of in a while, but then we end up sometimes putting a little bit more money than we should. And then that rush wears off. And, it, and it's almost akin to having a crush in high school. It's such a flood of emotion and, uh, chemical imbalance and, and all the accoutrement that goes with that. But more often than not, it wears off. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that's why this didn't work out the last time. Or, oh, okay, yeah, that's why I got a little burned out. But, you know, I love riding that high, though. Because it's it's what I'm going to go play after this podcast. I'm going to help my my youngest settle down for the night. And I tell you, as a parent, a little side note, mobile games, say what you want about them. I know there's a million and one mobile games that just suck the dirt out of the ground. They are terrible as hell. There are a few good ones, and mobile gaming, as a parent, is a godsend. Because you can't always be on your Switch. You can't always be sitting in front of an Xbox. Sometimes you're, you've got your kiddo on your bed, and you're trying to settle him down, and he wants to you know, lay down against you there, and all you have is your phone as he's falling asleep. He or she is falling asleep. So I'm like, boom, perfect time. Little Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links going on. A little uh, card fight Vanguard going on. A little Fire Emblem Heroes going on. Mobile games, they get a bad rap, but they are a parent's dream come true in most scenarios. Until our kids grow older, and then they want nothing to do with us, and then it's back to the consoles. <laughs> but yeah, I have uh, been diving back into to Duel Links, and it's been a very rewarding experience. We'll see how long I hold off before I sink a few bucks into that one. Um, I've been very tempted to get Shadowverse on the Switch because when the card game was at its height on Steam and on mobile, I was playing it fairly often. This was about three or four years ago. 
and it was a really good time. And then they made an anime out of that original card game. And I haven't seen much of it, but from what I have seen, it, it plays out pretty well. It reminds me a lot of the Card Fight Vanguard anime. And that's just another piece of the pie that lets me know, like, man, I am still hungry for this game. So seeing the Shadowverse anime, I'm like, well, I should try the Shadowverse game on the Switch. Because the, the game is based on the anime, and the anime is based on the original game. Are you following the thought process here? <laughs> it's pretty interesting how that they roped all this around, tied it all together. But I'm definitely uh, going to jump into it, you know? Because it seems like a pretty fun thing. And I am a sucker for a card game. I love me a good card game. If there's any card games that you play, you know, in paper, on per, you know, in person, paper cards, or on your PCs or on your phones, let me know what you're into. Uh, at Bard Plays Games on Twitter. Uh, what's a card game that you just dive in for head first every time you see it you love it you think you're out with it but then you get roped back in and you can't get enough and this beautiful love hate relationship that card game players have with their respective games is something to be holding because it is a true a truly remarkable aspect of gaming is the ability to to fall in love get burned out get roped back in and repeat this cycle of brutality to our senses but this cycle of therapy to our hearts, because that's exactly what this stuff does, as all games in general tend to do. This stuff is therapy. And I rope that little bit together there to bring up a little, uh, a little point that I've had on my mind brewing. And it's a subject that's been covered many times on social media. You see it all the time. And I may have touched on it once or twice, but... I had a couple of uh, patrons recently at GameStop, not many, but a few here and there that would love nothing more than to bait me into an argument about why the Xbox Series X is better than the PS5, or why the Switch is a terrible console, or why the PS5 can't hold a candle to Microsoft, and so on and so forth, and holy shit, shut the fuck up. Like, it doesn't matter. Why are we not past this yet? I know it's been a hot topic of conversation, especially during the pandemic, um, on social media. But these quote-unquote console wars, let it go, man. Like, what are we doing here? Do we not remember where the fuck we came from? I'm tired of that little argument I always have, too. I'm tired of having to tell people, like, it was this way back in my day. It was this way back in my day. But seriously, it's an entitled, subjective opinion to sit there and say the xbox is better than the ps5 because see the sony just sucks see if you're gonna have a legitimate discourse about anything in gaming nerd culture geek culture anime board, tabletop whatever it needs to be a two-way street it truly does it cannot be just a one person putting down another person and then that second person tries to put down the first person because we just look like a bunch of idiots. We really do. Gaming has never had a more welcoming space in our mainstream uh, zeitgeist than it has now, than it's enjoyed recently. So why the fuck do we still feel the need for some people in, in our culture to berate or belittle or be condescending to other people based on their choices? Like, I had a customer a couple of days ago who just could not believe 
that I have a Switch for one, that I played JRPGs for two, and that I have not played Dark Souls, and I haven't because that genre is just not for me. I, I get stressed out enough in life. I don't want to come home and be stressed out on a video game. Like, he was trying to just egg me on, trying to bait me a little bit. Like, Switch has all kid games, Nintendo's been trashed since the Wii. Like, why aren't you playing this game? I, I, and then he said this sentence that just kind of stuck with me. A game can only be judged as good if it is difficult. A game can only be judged as good as if, if it is difficult. Fuck out of here with that. Are you kidding me? First of all, everybody on this planet who plays video games has a different notion of what makes a game good. So that argument is defunct. And to say that it has to be so black and white is ridiculous. Not every game needs enemies. Not every game needs to be super easy. Not every game needs to be so godforsakenly hard that you want to just take your controller and carve a new door in your brick wall. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Just let people enjoy the things they enjoy. That's all that I'm saying. That's all that matters. Ah, that's... That's my rant on that. <laughs> I'm just so tired of it. You know, I just, and I expected to run into this kind of bullshit while working at GameStop. I expected this here now, but for the most part, my experiences have been extremely well, extremely beneficial, extremely fruitful. And I am very blessed to be in the position that I am in, undoubtedly. Who wouldn't like to get paid to go talk about games all day? No, oh, man. Well, I can't thank y'all enough for sticking around with me, for uh, being patient with me, because it has been a long few days here since I've been able to do this, and I've missed doing this. I love doing this. You know, I've told you that on almost every episode. This is for me. This is so much fun, and the fact that some of you out there listen to this and get an enjoyment out of it just makes me feel even better. Um, I'm going through a few personal things lately that I'm trying to overcome and I'll shoot straight with you. Y'all been nothing but honest with me. I'm going to be nothing but honest with you. I have a lot of back issues. I have a lot of arthritis issues, a lot of knee issues. And because of that, I'm prescribed or given by, uh, different doctors or whatever, you know, uh, certain medications that help with that pain. You already know what I'm talking about. And it's gotten to the point where I was starting to feel like I couldn't function if I didn't take those medications, even when I wasn't hurting. And that's never good. That feels like a, a telltale sign of addiction. And I hate that. I hate the fact that I if I was ever out of my meds, I would wake up, you know, shaking or I, I didn't feel right or everything was wrong. Or my anxiety was through the roof. I was panicking. I couldn't get my head on straight. I couldn't settle down. Unless I had that medication to make me feel good. And when I noticed that, when I, the more that I've wrapped my head around that feeling, the more I realized I can't do this. I can't put myself in that position. I can't fall victim to an opioid crisis that has already ravaged our country. I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want my kids to think, hey, dad can only function if he's on this. Or he can, or dad's having a bad day. He must be out of his meds. It's ridiculous. And I don't like that. I don't like how it makes me feel. 
when I run out of them. I don't like how I have to depend on how I feel when I'm taking them. And you may be asking yourself, why the hell is this guy sharing this with us? It's very therapeutic for me to get it off my chest because it's nice that I can tell people what I'm going through so people have a better understanding of who I am as a person and who I want to become as a person. So some of you know I've already been dieting a little bit. I've kicked the habit on sodas. I'm trying to eat a little bit better. It's been a little rough. I've had some bad days with my eating. But the biggest hurdle I'm trying to overcome is to finally tell myself, like, look, fix your diet. Get your exercise fucking going. Do your stretches. Do everything that you were taught to do by chiropractors, by physical therapists. You know, take whatever vitamins you got to take. Do whatever it is I have to do to get away from these pain medications because I don't want to fall into this trap. I don't want to be a guy who says, oh, I don't have my pain meds. I don't feel good. I can't play my games. I can't be there fully, you know, mentally for my children. I can't do a good job at my at work. You know, it's it's ridiculous. I'm 35. I'm a strong-willed person. I want to beat that, and I'm going to beat that. And I feel like part of this acceptance of wanting to be a better person and to be a healthier person comes with admittance. And that's me admitting it. And so as I record more episodes, I'll update y'all on my progress. I want to take y'all with me on this journey because having the support of you, the people who listen and support me, uh, makes everything doable. And I know beyond that, I have the support of my wife, my oldest. Um, they understand like I'm, I'm not that person who needs to depend on things to feel like a good human being, to feel alive. True enjoyment and life and, and bliss and, and uh, joy, all that comes from the things that we choose to surround ourselves with. So that's why you see me on Twitter being a positive person. That's why you see me on social media, you know, sending out those good vibes and sending out positive messages during the day. You, you've heard me on my podcast just trying to talk about positivity, positivity. Because that's how you rewire your brain into thinking like, I can do this. I can overcome whatever struggles I'm going through. And not only for myself, but for my family. And not only for them, but for anybody who's given me anything in life to make me a better person. You know, I feel I owe it to them. But at the end of the day, I have to be honest with myself. So I wanted to include y'all with me on this. And it may sound ridiculous, and it may sound like unnecessary oversharing, but this is my platform. We have fun on here. We talk about fun things. We talk about all the games. We talk about anime. You know, I'll pick a few things out here and there and do an episode of it. On Friday, I have my buddy Gary from at Gary Likes Games on Twitter and YouTube uh, joining me to, to finally have a great conversation that I unfortunately could not have last week uh, because my work schedule got a little crazy. You know, I, I, I still feel bad about that because that dude is nothing if not amazing. Again, if you're not following him, on Twitter, on YouTube, uh, you need to be doing so because he is awesome, like super awesome. He knows his stuff. He's so original. He's so um, vibrant, and he, and he talks with such energy and such enthusiasm that how can you not, you know, how can you not enjoy that? How can you not want to support that? But yeah, I'm glad I was open with y'all. I'm glad I'm getting this off my chest because... I know that y'all are going to send me those good vibes, those good thoughts, and I'm going to become a little bit better person. I'm going to get off these fucking medications, and I'm going to be who I am regardless of what's in my system. And I think that's very important to me. 
Uh, last little thing before I sign off on this lovely new episode of the Bard Talks podcast. Are you an outdoors type person? Do you like hiking? Do you often wonder why when you go for a walk, holy shit, why did I run out of food and water already? Do you wonder why when you walk onto a, a, a trail in the woods, like, wow, I can get lost really easily? I got a YouTube channel for you. I'm going to plug my friend's YouTube channel right here. A little shout out, a little promotion because uh, she was a coworker of mine when I was at Lowe's. Uh, I worked for Lowe's Home Improvement for about three years uh, until the pandemic got out of hand. And uh, she is the most intelligent, energetic, um, knowledgeable, wise, and all around amazing, <laughs> for lack of a better word, like she embodies the word amazing, uh, individual. Um, go to YouTube, look up Rich, R-I-T-C-H, Adventures. Rich Adventures. Watch her stuff. Learn some stuff. If you like going outside for hiking, and I know some of you on my Twitter feed do because I've seen you talk about it. You like to go camping, hiking, going for walks. You want to know like what kind of medication or what kind of first aid supplies you should take, what kind of food stuffs you should take, camping gear, um, how to navigate a trail, how to navigate in general. I mean, the stuff that she talks about is incredible. The knowledge that she gives is invaluable. So go to YouTube, look up Rich, R-I-T-C-H, Adventures, Stephanie Rich, that's her name, watch her stuff, subscribe, do all those things, support her because she is doing some awesome stuff over there. And that's where I'll leave y'all tonight. I'll be back Friday with my boy, my boy, Gary from at Gary Likes Games. We're going to talk some games. We're going to talk some economics of games. We got a good conversation in our minds that I think is going to translate well to this podcast. And I think y'all are going to enjoy if you have any topic you want to talk about on the podcast with me, let me know. Reach out to me. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid of it. I'll get you on here. This will be so, I promise, the first time you do it, it's like getting a tattoo or the first time you played a video game that you, you didn't think you'd fall in love with, but you absolutely did. You want more and more and more of it. You'll keep doing it. But hit me up on Twitter, at BardPlaysGames. Let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know when you'd like to come on. I'll make it happen. I hope you all have a great uh, rest of your week. I will see you all on Friday. Thank you all for the love, the support, for sticking around through this episode. And only good things from here. Let's have a great rest of our week. Let's be fucking positive. Let's send some good energy into this world. And let's lift each other up. If you see another friend of yours having a bad day, carry that dude or dudette. Or, that's stupid. Everybody can be a dude. Carry that dude up. Lift that person up. We can only do what we do as a group because our group is strong and we support each other. I love each and every one of you. I thank each and every one of you. I'll see you on Friday. Have a great night.